So I thought we can talk through a post-surgical knee patient of mm-hmm. mine that I think we may have actually talked about before, mm-hmm. but we have a little bit more information, a little bit more uh, on what's been going on. Just a brief mm-hmm. kind of summary, beginning of this mm-hmm. year, middle-aged man in generally good health, uh, relatively active soccer player, um, had a knee replacement. After the knee Mm -hmm. replacement, uh, upon the checkup with the surgeon, the range of motion was not where they wanted it to be. They attempted to do a manipulation under anesthesia, but under anesthesia, the surgeon kind of told them there really wasn't any manipulation necessary. Once he was under anesthesia, the range of motion was pretty much there. But when he came out Mm -hmm. of the anesthesia, the range of motion was Mm -hmm. consistently decreased. He's done Mm -hmm. PT for eight to 10 months, um, at another clinic and uh, with no real improvement. Um, and that's when he presented to my office about two months ago. I saw him and have been treating him. And initially, uh, you know, he had some low back issues that I thought could have been contributing to what was going on. I treated his low back concurrently with his knee using DNS principles and our integrative assessment approach. And he really, really liked what I was doing. He felt that he was improving. I was showing some signs of improvement, but ultimately it was a complicated case. And I wanted to make sure that we were kind of moving in the right direction. And also just to get Mm -hmm. a second set of eyes on him. So I referred him to the man, Robert Lardner. Uh, So let me know, Robert, you know, what you think and um, how I think you've seen him a couple times now. And I'm still treating him kind of concurrently with you. What do you think uh, is going on? Well, uh, when I saw him, one of the things that struck me is that the knee still looks as if it was freshly operated on. It still has the, that look of being swollen, a little warm. And I told him, I said, your knees should be like a dog's nose, cold. They should not be warm at all. <laughs> and he laughed. <laughs> because knees should be cold to the touch. They should not be warm. I said, so it looks as if you have an ongoing irritation or inflammatory kind of a process. It is not the kind that is giving you a red, big swelling and edema, but it is still there. And um, what... Um, is also significant is that the tissue is um, is tough. It doesn't move easily. So even if you loosen it, it's still as if um, you are dealing with um, like dough. It, it just yeah. pulls and pulls. It is really... Um, it just draws out. It doesn't relax and let the knee bend. So there is a question there, for you, though, right with that, even for my own and for everybody's mm-hmm. information, for my own information. When you say like that doughy feeling, this not letting go mm-hmm. feeling, are you mm-hmm. referring to the palpation of the tissue itself or? the way the knee range of motion feels as you're trying to flex, extend the knee? The, um, as I try to flex and extend the knee, it is really, um, um, 
it, there's a great resistance within yeah. the movement. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great resistance with, and throughout, not even just from when you get to end range. Mm -hmm. It's just like a very tight joint that won't move. Yeah. And yeah, uh, um, to me, it's <clears throat> like uh, almost like half half solidified cement. You're kind of just pushing That's right. against something the whole time. Yeah, Even you're always pushing. It's like a piston. Active. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like it's like a piston. It There's will resistance. not just move. <laughs> There's resistance in either direction. And once you've moved it if into flexion, then extension becomes difficult to get. If you move it into extension, then flexion is difficult to get. So um, I, um, I treated his back. I, I continued with the treatment of his back, which you had started with. And um, that helped him free up the sensitivity that was around the lower extremity, around the knee, and uh, up into the thigh and into the hips, etc. So that has improved consistently. He's much better. The low back is stabilizing and he is um, incorporating exercise and the stabilization according to DNS principles, etc. However, the knee is a different matter. Um, it, as I feel that he has a chronic, um, uh, um, a chronic reflexive withdrawal response. He, he wants to pull away from the knee, and in so doing, the muscles seem to be hypertonic. Um, however, yeah, true hypertonicity. It's true neurological. Yes. And deep, the deep fascia, the periost, is extremely sore. At surface touch, he can tell you there's no pain. But if you go deeper, it just becomes exquisitely and excruciatingly painful for him. So, the deep uh, tissues around the femur, around the tibial plateau, the fascia, the connective tissue is very tender and very um, uh, and doesn't is not at all elastic. So uh, we've been trying to work on that. My initial suspicion and one which I still harbor is that he is somehow allergic to some component of the prosthesis. Right. I have so asked him for the information as to whether the prosthesis was glued in or whether it was, you know, if it was cemented in or a non-cemented prosthesis. So I'm waiting for him to get me the surgical report because it's important, uh, you know, hypoallergenic and allergenic are yeah. two different things. And um, some people are allergic to certain metals, even if they are considered pretty neutral metals in themselves when it comes to allergies. Yeah. And, and I mean, so it's similar I, to the person with the, I mean, I always use the example with patients. It's like, yeah, you might not be allergic to a peanut where if you lick a peanut, we're go we got to go to the emergency room. But if you mm -hmm. eat a, bun a bag of peanuts, you might be a little swollen. You might have a little bit of an upset stomach, mm -hmm. and you don't realize that mm -hmm. you're 
sensitive mm-hmm. to peanuts. You might, you That's know, right. so exactly the same thing. He could have a very, very yeah. low grade hypersensitivity to something. And yes, now that it's been part. in there for, for 12, 11 months, it's just constantly yeah, yeah. reacting. Because the tissue seems to react to the presence of the prosthesis. Um, there is no, um, it seems like an ongoing, <laughs> I shudder to you, a rejection of the prosthesis. Because the tissue all around, locally, is so tough, tight, and painful. And then the rest of the tissue further away is not. So um, he had always I've asked me, him. Yeah. Hmm? I, I was just going to say, in one sense, examining him initially, kind of globally, he had always mm-hmm. struck me as a little bit hypersensitive in mm-hmm. the tissue, in touch. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. touch his shoulder mm-hmm his opposite mm-hmm. shoulder, and he jumps mm-hmm. and jerks away from me mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it was overtly painful, but it was just mm-hmm. a little just sensitive to touch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And almost like, you, like you're explaining, it's almost like a post-traumatic disorder from the mm-hmm. surgery mm-hmm. that, you know, something is, it is, it, that's why I sent him to you. It's, more, it's a little bit more complicated than typical. Yes. So I think that there are two or there are three things. One is um, to attempt to um, desensitize the deep fascia um, and see if that will allow it to uh, restore motion to the prosthesis because there's nothing wrong with the prosthesis. It is biomechanically correct. So it should give the full range of motion. However, right. The arthrokinematics are quite limited. There's very little rotary ability so that um, the, the internal rotation of the tibia that should go with flexion and the external rotation that should go with extension is minimal at best. And even if you try to restore it, you will succeed on the visit. But the next time it's exactly back where it was, if there's no progression from the from treatment to treatment so this is an interesting case but i don't believe it is uncommon but it is not that uncommon i have met other patients who have had problems like this with no real solution in sight because no one actually entertains the possibility that they are somewhat allergic to the prosthetic you know, uh, component. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to hear more like it, then please like this video and subscribe to our channel. You can also stay up to date on our latest seminars on our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook, at IMTR Seminars.